everybody. Welcome back to Cover B. To Cover B, we are here with another episode of Graphic Novelties. Ooh, so graphic. What a novelty. <laughs> so graphic. <laughs> I, you know, once you commit to the bit, you just have you just to gotta, like you just lay go. it down yeah. and be like, hey, I've done this and this is what I'm doing. And so yeah. accept what I've done. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> We are here to talk to you about graphic novels that we love. That's yes. the point of graphic novelties. Um, let you know which graphic novels are new and hot and worth picking up. Uh, this episode, we are talking about a book by my absolute favorite creative team. We have done graphic novelties on them in the past. Uh, this Indeed. is Reckless, another graphic novel from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Correct. Reckless, we actually found out, is the first in what's going to be a series of graphic novels by this team, um, all centered around the same main character. Um, it's interesting because the book concept itself kind of spawned because Brewbreaker has always had a fascination with pulp novels. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that his dad used to read and he was very attracted to when he was younger. Um, and he'd always wanted to implement that type of thing into a uh, graphic novel or like a comic type environment. But the thing is, is that when you write comics, most of the time they are, you know, issued. You know, they they come out one at a time and then you put them out as a trade and that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but... Then the pandemic happened and all you have is time and things mm -hmm. aren't being published and things are paused and normal stuff is on hold and things you were working on stopped being worked on. And so he took that opportunity to start working on a pulp novel-esque uh, character and series, um, him and Sean. And so that's what Reckless is. It is the introduction to our main character, our main protag, and the type of mischief that he's going to get into yep following ethan ethan reckless uh this book uh centers around ethan's kind of odd occupation he's not quite private eye as much as he is a fixer um but not affiliated with like the mob or an organization or anything he literally just has a 1-800 number people call and they say hey i need this thing done and it's anywhere from like helping a lady find her cat to like blackmailing people to saving people from blackmail. He's not very picky except for he doesn't like car people apparently. Yeah. He's like one part Jessica Jones because he's got abilities that others don't have. So he takes jobs that others can't mm -hmm. one part kind of hit Manny ish maybe, but maybe not. It's it's interesting. Yeah. It's a cool kind of like mix of doing doing the deeds it, others will yeah. do. <laughs> and man, this book touched on so many like key points for crime drama. Oh um, yeah. It just like you know, you've got a character who is simultaneously you wanna like him, but also he's just made some choices. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. wanna be sympathetic and like feel for this guy. Uh, but you're also kind of like, damn, dude, you've really chosen. He's not perfect by any means. He's broken in many ways. You've got corrupt government agencies. Uh, you've got, you know, it, it was a nice update of like your typical, like cliche private eye kind of character where yeah. it's like, 
I work out of a dive kind of office and people come to me and they're like, wow, you work in this dive. And you're like, yeah, I know. But this guy runs out of like a old movie theater, you know? Yeah. And as opposed to just like, oh, I saw your, you know, business card in this dingy bar or, you know, some, you know, the bookie down at this place told me your name and told me you could help me. It's like they've got this 1-800 number that you call, you know? So it's like, it's a, the, it's all those cliches kind of repurposed for the 1980s, which is when those take place as opposed to like the 1920s and thirties. Um, and it was just, it's really cool. It hits all the notes it hits a really, it has a really good beat to it and it just hits all the notes. It's also a really interesting aesthetic because it takes place in the eighties and it's focused on like a very California, very like surfer guy type of aesthetic Mm -hmm. which is hilarious because it's kind of a noir piece i mean it's a noir piece it's not kind of it's but it's all shiny and bright and yellow and it's got a lot of (laughs) a lot of pinks and a lot of oranges sean phillips actually uses a lot of like interesting art techniques and styles that i haven't really seen him do in this um which was really cool. It was nice to see, like, Sean Phillips is always doing that, though. He's always kind of like, cool, this is how this one's going to look, you know? And yeah, it's, it's just a, like, he, how can I make it's this his different? style, but it's got, like, he mixes up his shading and mixes up his, like, perspective and stuff like that. And it's just, it's really impressive. Um, and this one just fits the tone. It does a really good job. Um, you know, the art is astounding. It always is. So. Yeah, and I won't, you know, break into any spoilers or anything like that, but something that's so impressive with Brubaker is that he manages to take stories that feel like they could have been any 80s plot, you know, any 80s movie plot, Miami Vice episode that, you know, you could have seen, but then stuff happens and you're like, oh, damn, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Oh, damn. Why didn't I see that coming? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, some of the notes in the narrative are marginally familiar, but he does a good way of kind of twisting it up and modernizing it um, and adding in like different players and stuff like that. That really just like keeps you on your toes. You know, you don't entirely know what's going to come around the corner. So sometimes you turn the page and there's a revelation and you're just like, whoa, oh, my God. Yeah, Um, it was cool. And I mean, the main character is great. Like he is damaged. But honestly, he's not as grimy, A, as some Brubaker characters have been in the past. Yep. Um, and B, as you would expect in this kind of like situation, this kind of scenario, he's a bit more a bit more noble than I think you go in expecting. For kind of a dirtbag who does kind of shitty things for money. <laughs> you know? Well, and it was an interesting kind of perspective too, because they introduce elements of kind of like mental health and PTSD into Mm -hmm. this, which is a really interesting use because normally when you have like a scumbaggy quote unquote pro tag, they're just sort of like, this is just who I am. Like, you know, you hear that, like, this is just how I've always been. But he actually talks about how like he goes through some trauma and he's like, I came out on the other side of this broken. My feelings don't work. I should probably work through those, but I'm not because I don't want to. And so things are broken and my brain don't work the way that it used to and my emotions don't work the way they used to and that's rough. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I I I think this book is definitely a great one uh to pick up. This is definitely worth getting your hands on. Um it's 
I mean, it's it's hard for me to say like this is my favorite Brubaker read because I've really enjoyed everything that I've read from Brubaker, so it's hard to tell. Um, but this is just incredible, and you know, Brubaker and Phillips they just keep putting out these graphic novels. They just did Pulp, which was amazing, mm-hmm. uh, which was their like Western noir, um, which was fantastic and just was so everything I enjoy. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, before that, they did My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. They've yep. been doing Killer Be Killed, which is done. Uh, Fade Out a few years back. They revived Criminal, and they've got their criminal trades and graphic novels coming out. Um, so there's just so much good content from this creative team. So if you haven't read anything from this creative team, you have a lot of options. Yeah. Um, and it's it's... This cannot be a team of guys. Their stories cannot be things that you miss because they're just fantastic. So, And one of the cool things about this one in particular, too, is that Brewbreaker said, I didn't want people to have to wait. I wanted this to feel like a pulp series, and pulp books come out frequently. And so I didn't want people to get attached to Reckless and then have to wait you know, years for the next one. So if you like this one, get excited because the next one's coming in April. Damn. Yeah, that's I know, really cool. that's insane. But I'm super excited. And I think um, in his afterward, he mentioned that there was going to be at least three of these. I think he's going to make more because Sweet. I feel like yeah. he's a fan. Um, so I'm I'm excited. This has been one of my favorites of this. And I like the idea of being able to get attached to a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's plenty of characters in this to get attached to. I'm personally preferable to Ethan's assistant, yeah. who's like, this crazy haired, awesome punk chick that has like, I don't know. She's just really entertaining and kind of a badass, and yeah. I just appreciate her. So it's just fun that we get attached to these cool characters. And that's the nice thing with how they presented this story because they presented it. The narrator, the narrator is obviously uh, reckless from the future. Right. Um, he makes several mentions throughout uh, his narration that is puts it in the voice of Reckless telling this story. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing about that is, is any of the next stories coming up don't inherently have to be sequels to the tale that we just saw. Yeah. So we could see a story where he meets his assistant. We could see more stories of him before his life as Reckless. Um, we could see, you know, he tells a brief story about how he came to own the movie theater and we could see that story. Yeah. You know, so there's all these different, like... <laughs> points in time that stories can be told both past present and future um and that's just really cool because you introduce the story from one point in time and it doesn't have to be just a standard straight linear chronological yeah uh projection from then on and so you do introduce these characters and then you say okay here's you know now we're gonna tell this story about them connecting and stuff and there's a lot of freedom for a lot of stories coming out of this and, and what, it's just cool to see. Yeah, and I think another part of that that's really cool is that it gives them the opportunity to make very different types of stories because we learn a bit about his past and the things that he does in, the, in his past, and that opens up for very different types of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, the different things that we could focus on in some of his past experiences could have a very different feel from a, like, you know, fixer-esque guy because he did a lot of stuff before he ever got into this line of work yep. so there's all sorts of options that can be played with that if yep. brew baker gets like four deep into this and he's like wow i'm really sick of this whole fixer vibe 
that it's like, oh, well, I'm going to do it from back when he was doing this and or back when he was doing that. And you're like, well, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has experience telling stories that way because that's very much how the criminal books run. They'll flip-flop between time periods. They'll flip-flop between characters. Um, and it's just a good vibe. So, cool. you know, it would be cool if this is, like, the next step of their, like, criminal something that's going to be going on for a long time that we're going to see a lot of, that we're going to have a lot of characters that we're going to deal with. Um, I would love to see that. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be great. So. Me too. All right. I think that's it. Yep. Get out and pick up Reckless. Oh, the one thing that we always mentioned that we never mentioned. This boy is hefty. It's oh. a big boy. Yes. Um, it's a hardcover. <laughs> it's a hardcover. They haven't done a paperback for it yet. Um, like the previous ones, it took them quite a while to do paperbacks for those. Um, so it's a hardcover for right now, but it is thick compared to like Pulp and uh, My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. Uh, this one, this one is thick. <laughs> Two C's. C's thick, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's just, again, well bound. Uh, the paper is great. The paper is thick too. I I remember reading it and being like, are these two pages stuck together? But so it's not thin pages. So it's a nice product in general. So, Hey, I know we're putting this out on Christmas Eve, but if you have any last minute Christmas gifts that you need to get, this might be a good one. If you have a reader, I was, uh, nervous. Admittedly, this is one of those books where you like crack the spine and you're like, want to damage you so you like barely have the book open and you're like yeah you've got to like you gotta like in an isosceles triangle and you're leaning it like an eye spy yeah stick it right under a lamp so that you don't have to have so it's got like massive shadows and you're like but i don't if i open you too wide i don't want to break the beauty (laughs) but definitely smells good it does smell good (laughs) definitely worth picking up uh it would be a great addition to anybody's shelf Definitely. Uh, if you have anybody who's a noir fan or a 1980s fan or a crime fan. drama fan or a pulp fan or just a reader, uh, this would be a good gift. Definitely. Uh, if you have any last minute gift needs, very, very last minute. Heckin' last minute. What are you waiting for? <laughs> At this point, just get him a gift card. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is going to be our only episode this week. We will not be doing one on Saturday because right. it's Christmas. Yes. Um, I mean, Christmas is on Friday, but a holiday weekend and we just don't have time and honestly really only like one new book came out and we will probably just talk about it next week i think yeah. we'll just push it on to next week's episode and just say hey this one was actually from last week anyway um <laughs> but that said if you want more cover b you can check us out at coverbpodcast.com you can also follow us on facebook and twitter at cover b podcast correct and if you like our graphic novelties episodes there are more of those there are also things like powered gaming where we discuss video games and board games that are related to the comic world um and things like real extra which are episodes focused on us reviewing movies that are also related to the comic world which we will soon be having a real extra Mm -hmm. because wonder woman is coming out and it's going to be on hbo max which means we're gonna get it (laughs) and we don't have to go out and brave the the scary the scary populace (laughs) so definitely check those out and We hope you have a Merry Christmas, if that's your vibe. If not, we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Mm. And we will see you on the next episode of Cover Cover Me. Bye, everybody.